Hello, my name is Mark Iskowitz. I'm editor-at-large for MMM, and I'm super excited to be part of today's sponsored podcast with Health Monitor Network. Here with me today is David Paragamian, CEO. Hey, David. Mark, nice to be with you. Absolutely great to be with you. I mean, we've probably known each other since your days at the old Euro RSCG in the mid-aughts, and recently you've had a front row seat in terms of helping marketers adjust to the way HCPs have transformed in the pandemic's wake. So we're going to talk more about that. Looking forward to that, right. You know, I, you're right. And in between the running that agency and running this firm, I spent many, many years at Publicis running the, the Razorfish agency where we used to say anything that can be digital will be digital. So I'm, I'm looking forward to this conversation. <laughs> yes. And a little thing happened uh, on the way to that place, didn't it? And uh, we're going to talk more about that. In-person detailing dropped significantly during the pandemic and was replaced largely with remote detailing. At one point, reps were almost 100% face-to-face, and then they had to go virtual. But in-person detailing has started to rise again recently. From where you're sitting, has HCP engagement come back to kind of a happy medium? And what does that look like? Yeah, you know, I think the, the, the pandemic changed a lot of things. And I think what it did in healthcare was it accelerated these trends. So to your point, right, I mean, there was a period of time when the pharma industry was face-to-face selling, then it went entirely digital. Now it's into more of a hybrid situation. And it'll be interesting to see as that continues to evolve. Sure. I mean, there's a lot of complexities in healthcare, as we both know. You can't just stay all digital in terms of interfacing with with the patient. People want to see a doctor. And then in terms of industry interaction and reps, doctors are transformed. You know, there's burnout. You know, doctors went through a lot, obviously, being on the front lines of the pandemic. And from the marketer's point of view, you can't engage with, with HCPs of all stripes, whether they be uh, physicians or allied health professionals, NPs, PAs, the same way anymore. How are you accounting for that greater sensitivity in, uh, in, in your approach? Sure. And I think you're right to call it a sensitivity. You know, for me, I think what has transformed in all of this pandemic is that digital is simply everywhere. We've had to adapt to this hybrid methodology and we're balancing on this interesting fulcrum between fast and efficient, but the human aspect. You know, certainly this week I took my first business trip uh, to go see a client and, you know, literally you can download your boarding pass you can skip the line and get to the car rental and the hotel check-in and QR code your meal. You know, you can have an entire day that's entirely virtual where you're not interacting with another human. But I think that that fulcrum that I'm thinking about is healthcare is inherently human care. So we're riding this little balancing act between we love things that are fast, we love that they are efficient and the digital technology gives us that application. But at the same time, it's human care, it's, it's our health. And so I think we're in that delicate balancing act, both for physicians and patients in how do we engage in a way that is both human and warm and has all of that physical empathic nature that has to come with the transaction. And yet, how do we leverage the technology for the communication and the transaction? So it's been a fantastic ride and the candor of it is that we're still in the middle of it, right? So it isn't like we've come through the other side and here are the final changes that COVID has wrought. We are unpacking them as we speak. 
Right. You know, everybody talks about how this seems to have been the big tipping point in terms of getting industry to engage digitally like it's been wanting to. But as you say, at the end of the day, it's got to be human care first and foremost. And I'm wondering, you know, what do you believe are the downsides to the digital transformation in the healthcare sector? There's obviously a lot of positives uh, for sure, right? There is the increased speed of communication, the increased surfaces upon which we can communicate with both physicians and patients. But I, I think that the you know, the downside, the dark side here would be that, uh, you know, if we start to think about there's traditional communication and there's digital communication and we put this wall between, I think what we need to think about is it's communication and it has this omni-channel 360 degree consistent approach, which is so important so that the, the content or the messaging that the physician is receiving or the patient is receiving is consistent across all of those channels, whether they be traditional print channels, whether they be face-to-face interactions or whether they be digital interactions. And I think that the, the downside here would be if we bifurcate ourselves into, okay, you're in charge of the digital communications, you're in charge of the print communications. I think it's really about what is the overall communication message? How do we engage with this, with this person, this physician, this patient in a way that gives them um, the surround sound, the 360 degree that they need to make the right decisions to move forward in their healthcare. Yeah. So speaking of that, well, do you think this will be the big tipping point for use of true omnichannel marketing versus simply multi-channel marketing? I think this is right. I think I think we, just like we are starting to strike the word digital. You know, there are very few companies anymore that are talking about here's my chief digital officer because we all need to be digitally fluent. So I I think the the nature of what marketing is becoming is omni-channel marketing. And so at some point it becomes so ingrained and entrenched in the way that we do marketing that I think we will strike the word omni-channel. It'll just be implicit that you must think that way. Yeah, it's a mindset change to kind of go along with uh, the technologies which are there, but they're being used to a greater extent. You know, they've been there on the marketing side uh, to an extent, and they've also been there, you know, on the patient-facing side as well. Uh, let's kind of switch gears and talk a little bit about that. You know, COVID changed the demand with a steep increase for digital solutions in healthcare. You know, you have a lot of uh, switching over to remote monitoring and uh, especially, you know, in the areas like mental health, chronic disease, other, other types of areas, clinical trials, uh, for sure. What barriers, though, do digital products still face with patients, caregivers, HCPs, and healthcare consumers? Sure. And, you know, I, telehealth is a great example, right? I think a lot of folks are hoping that there's this binary choice between telehealth is either the answer or it's not the answer. And of course, the truth is, it's part of the answer. So all of the data that I've seen and our company has seen is that telehealth, of course, had the dramatic spike in utilization during the, the toughest days of the pandemic in the spring of 2020. But it's obviously the usage has come way down but it's still above the baseline of where it was. So whether the data says that it's 12% of overall patient-physician interactions or whether it's 15%, you know, something in that level, it's not an all or nothing. So there's certainly, as you say, there are some physician specialties in the uh, psychology, for example, where it lends itself nicely to that platform. There are other physician specialties where not so much. 
um, in oncology and dermatology and gynecology, but there still is a usefulness for it. It isn't, a, it isn't again, a binary choice of all or nothing. So I think that the, as we said, the, the, the right answer here is this omni-channel sort of broad Catholic taste with a C Catholic, this broad Catholic taste of this says that we will we'll embrace all of these things in the best way to reach physicians and the best way to reach patients and that it won't always be the right answer. There'll be patients, you know, you think about it, heaven forbid, in our own lives, if you had a, a person in your family that is receiving a, a cancer diagnosis or in their midst of cancer treatment that it, it's, it's not likely that there'll be a high application for telehealth, but there could be some ongoing visits where that could be a good part of the supplement, but it's certainly not where you want to receive your diagnosis. It's certainly not how you can receive your chemotherapy. So I, I think, again, it's the resisting the temptation to label things as in or out, all or nothing, and to embrace them in this broad way as part of the omni-channel solution is, is the right answer for me. Mm -hmm. And we see, you know, a lot of organizations are moving to the cloud, you know, with Google, Amazon, Microsoft, cloud-based services are, are getting big in healthcare. And that's helping healthcare realize a vision of interoperability that I don't think it really was able to do before, you know, and, and that's, you know, say what you will about different health systems not being able to kind of communicate with one another. It is giving physicians more of a 360 degree view of the patient when the patient shows up with all that data from, say, the wearable device and you know, different uh, types of monitors that the patient might have that are passively monitoring their biometric data. Does that uh, necessitate changes in, in the marketing approach as well? You know, knowing that the physician is more digitally assisted now, so to speak, or technologically adept uh, in terms of getting that 360 view of the patient. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, you, you mentioned remote patient monitoring, which is something that, you know, five years ago, I mean, I guess it wasn't in a lot of people's business plans, brand plans, brand plans, communication plans, but we certainly are working with an offering that is in the remote patient monitoring space for certain chronic disease states. And how do you provide relevant patient assistant content, uh, patient assistant content you know, on an ongoing basis in remote patient monitoring. And so I think it's certainly under that description, you'd argue it's a new channel, if you will. And I think these things will continue, these tactical surfaces, these incremental channels will just continue to fill out, like filling out a beautiful bouquet of flowers that there's just room in the vase for more of these wonderful new technologies and applications, as long as we're still continuing to build this holistic floral display so that it all is, again, consistent with the delivery of the image that we're looking for for the brand. Sure. You mentioned providing relevant patient assistance content. Great segue to my next question in terms of patient engagement. We know that there is a demand from consumers to interact with brands digitally. How can marketers confidently participate in this discussion? I think that, you know, it's really about understanding that the content that the patient needs to consume is different in different settings. So, you know, for example, in our business, you know, we realize that as we're delivering patient education information, there are certain demographic groups that are going to prefer a print vehicle. There are certain demographic groups that are going to prefer a digital mobile vehicle. And I, and I think it's understanding of, okay, how do I make that content most applied, most relevant into those settings? And, and that flexibility that, again, that resistance that it's not one size fits all, it is truly this omni-channel bouquet that we're creating. 
So we talked about the uh, lack of, you know, doctor detailing at one point and, you know, but HCPs, you know, communication is still critical. What role does reaching HCPs need to play in a brand's marketing plan as they embrace digital transformation? The technology cuts not only against the patient, but against the physician. And as you pointed out, the traditional vehicle was always, here is a live representative in front of the physician. And I think what COVID has done, what the pandemic has done, is just accelerated the pace of change that says that the predominant vehicle for getting information in front of the physician doesn't have to be another individual standing in front of the physician face to face. That doesn't mean I think that sales representatives are going to go away. I don't believe that's true. I think they're going to continue, but I do believe that it will be in a hybrid format. I think that the the days of the representative that's five days a week making seven calls a day, I think that's going to change. And so physicians are going to ensure that, hey, here are the days and the offices and the types of physicians that will engage with a face-to-face message. Here are the the days, the physicians, the types, the hours, when I want to engage on my terms with a virtual delivery. And so I think it is that, again, back to that fulcrum, that balance we talked about earlier, I think it'll be pharma marketers finding how do we do both things, probably to the same physician, so that the physician has the right moments and the right cadence of when there is a face-to-face communication and the right moments when there are things that are being delivered digitally to to him or her. And so I think, again, the the challenge will become, again, not one size fits all, not here's the physicians that'll see live reps, here's the physicians that are going to be all digital. Yes, of course, there'll be some of those outliers, but I think the vast majority are going to be like all of us, which is it's a little of both. And so the complexity now falls on the pharma industry to say, how do we get that alchemy right? How do we, how do we balance on that fulcrum correctly to get the right balance of these live interactions with the right balance of these digital interactions for healthcare professionals? I see, right. So as opposed to like a binary, okay, this person's digital, this person's live, each person might need a hybrid approach uh, in and of themselves. Right. And it could, it could also be that it, it, it's part of the, over the course of a year, the types of messages that I need to deliver. If I have a brand new product that's being launched and I have a new mechanism of action and I, 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 that may demand that I need some amount of time face-to-face and there are some appropriate things that we can do in follow-up. I can send you a mechanism of action video, those sorts of things, but I want to balance that with that live call to set things up. There may be other products, other categories, other specialties where the vast majority of interactions can in fact be done on a digital platform. So I think it'll be understanding the physician, understanding the content and understanding where the brand is in its life cycle. Yeah, great, great points, David. Uh, let's switch gears yet again and talk a little bit about measurement. You know, analytics are hard, and it's sometimes it's the it's the one component of the overall campaign that gets overlooked, and yet it's so important. How do marketers ensure that they get strong business results and impact when using digital channels, tools, and technologies? You know, I, I firmly believe that every marketing element of the the, the, the program is something that we should ask ourselves. Can we measure this? How do we best measure this? Certainly for us, with all of our clients, we always include a measurement component. And it isn't a one-size-fits-all measurement component for us. Some some brands want to talk about return on investment, ROI. They want to talk about NRXs and script lift and those sorts of things. Other brands want to use a marketing mix modeling approach. 
So I, I think it's really just about leveraging the technology to make sure that we are always thinking about measuring, frankly, for the purpose of getting better, right? It's, it's not about, again, uh, the binary of this is good, this is bad. It's that growth mentality that says, okay, let's measure and track and understand so that next year we can do it with even greater effectiveness. Right. And I'm sure there's a good bit of shifting on the fly as well, where you're getting uh, a real time element and you can kind of adjust course accordingly during a campaign too, right? Right. Exactly. Particularly with, you know, the digital communication, there's enough of a the speed of the transmission of information that, as you say, we can make adjustments and all again in the service of getting the right message to the right person at the right time. Sure. Okay. These next couple of questions are going to kind of really be the icing on the cake and to kind of get you to talk about some of the newer technologies that are out there. Um, you know, you mentioned earlier about your, you know, traveling experience and how the human really kind of is taken out of the equation, obviously for pandemic reasons and safety, but as a consequence, QR codes are really hot right now. Do you think that that will be a fad? And you know, how can marketers determine which digital tools will stick and what to invest in and explore for their own marketing plans, especially in the area of DTC? Yeah. You know, it's funny, QR codes had their moment 10 years ago, whatever. And of course, now they've come roaring back. I, I wish I could opine to say that they are with 100% confidence here to stay. I think they are here to stay at least in the short to intermediate term because they become such a simple, easy way for us to continue to link to more content, more information, a deeper understanding. But at least it becomes something that's the gated permission of, hey, I've shown you X amount. And if you'd like more, come through here with the QR code. So I, I, think, I think QR codes will be here for for some period of time. And the wonderful thing is it allows us to track, it allows us to measure. And I think the reason that both patients and physicians love it is they become the gatekeeper. They get the choice of, of engaging more deeply and peeling the onion to that next level by engaging with the QR code. So I, I think the QR code has been, it, it, it's something that uh, has been a blessing in some ways for us. Yeah, I remember at one point, every cover of MMM print had a QR code on it. That was in the heyday, I believe. But uh, are there other digital tools that you think kind of came more into play uh, as a result of the pandemic that healthcare marketers should really be taking a close look at for the long term? Sure. You know, it's funny. I think 5G technology matters to us more than just all of us on our smartphones being able to make faster, better calls and, and that sort of thing. You know, so certainly for, again, in our business, where a big portion of our business is our digital exam room screens that help deliver content and messaging for patients and physicians, you know, we are migrating towards the use of the 5G technology. And, um, you know, I think it just allows for real-time communication of messages, real-time changing of messages, and back to something you were just talking about, which is enhanced measurement uh, really quickly. So I, I think that there is a there's an explosion here in technologies. Some will stick, some won't, right? I mean, that's the whole point on the, are QR codes here for five years or are they here for 50? We'll see. But certainly things like 5G are going to continue to propel us forward and allow us to do even more in this speed and efficiency angle. And again, balancing back to that fulcrum of 
healthcare is human care. So we, we have to always be mindful that it has to connect back to in service of connecting these human beings for the sake of a better healthcare experience. Yeah. You know, one last question, I'll let you go. And that is, you know, you're talking about the, the, the need for human care. Do you think that this has also been kind of a, um, a point at which the fulcrum is finally shifting over from clinically driven marketing, you know, data driven marketing to really finding and reaching and connecting with the human behind the patient or the human behind the HCP, you know, how and, and kind of what form do you think that's that's taking? Yeah, you know, I'll, I'll take that question in the direction that says, you know, I think this has been a marvelous moment for those of us that are in the healthcare business, whether you're in healthcare communications like you and I, or whether you're with a, a company that is manufacturing a pharmaceutical product or device, or you're a caregiver in the healthcare business as a professional, a doctor, a nurse. I think that this has just been a moment when the whole world has turned their eyes on what we do for a living. And it's our opportunity to elevate that all again in service of the best patient care, the best patient experience. I think the fact that patients are understanding of pharmaceutical brands and pharmaceutical mechanisms of action, I think that physicians are being forced to have those conversations, all obviously as a result of the COVID vaccines. I think that's a good thing for the industry. I think it says that people will want to consume more information, more intelligent information, more correct information, um, and obviously, as healthcare communications professionals, that's our job. We love that. And we love that high bar that says, let's go do that. Let's go do that well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we've all had to become better healthcare consumers across the board, I think makes the job of healthcare communicators better. You know, I think they're, you know, they're reaching a more sophisticated end user, I think, which is a good thing. The bar is, is definitely raised. And I think that's a good note to end on. And I hope, David, that we can have another conversation as we begin, we begin to hopefully put this pandemic in the rearview mirror. Thank you. As always, it's really good to be with you, Mark. Thanks for spending time with me today. Likewise. Always enjoy our talks, David. Okay, that was David Paragamian of Health Monitor Network. And it was a terrific conversation. Many thanks for listening. Come back soon for another one. This is Mark Iskowitz for the MMNM Podcast. Take care, everybody.